All right, man, this is Jumpman Jay. I'm a quarter of the Kicks, Cleans, and Coffee podcast. I'm here with Brenton Rogo, right, who's uh, down here hosting at the event. Uh, great, great guy, sneakerhead. Um, <laughs> so, we, you know, we had a brief talk just before we, you know, sat down. Um, so we're just going to get into it, man. So first off, how long have you been down here just doing the whole MCing thing? Yeah, so I think this is my sixth year here at Wadapalooza. Um, so I think I started back in either, I think it was 13, 14, somewhere around there. Um, I was living in Florida at the time and I came down to just volunteer, help out. Um, they handed me a mic and the rest is history. Okay. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So like your background is what? Uh, weightlifting, right? Yeah. So I actually played uh, college football at an NAI school for a little while. Oh shit. Um, okay. Dope. I was in, I'm from Nebraska originally and I got recruited to play at a school in Springfield, Missouri. Gotcha. So I moved down there in uh, 2005, played five years there, um, blew out my knee twice. Damn. So kind of retired and then I had a buddy that talked me into playing arena ball for a year and a half. Oh so, wow. So I chased the dream for a little bit. You okay. know, I never had uh, aspirations to go pro or anything. I just really loved the game and, okay. I, and I missed it and uh, wanted to just kind of finish my career the way I wanted to and I was able to do that. And then after that, um, just through through some mutual friends, some guys I actually played ball with. One of my buddies was joining in the military, so that's how I originally got into into fitness and into CrossFit. And then after meeting my wife, she convinced me that I could do some weightlifting, so I tried that out as well. So we just kind of keep it all going. Um, I've competed in almost everything it seems like these days. <laughs> all right, beautiful thing, beautiful thing. So um, we were talking a little bit before uh, off camera. So um, how did you end up meeting your wife? Um, and that's a very interesting story. I mean, I like when you tell it. I think the world got to know this. So I'll never forget. Of course, I think my wife's beautiful. I've always thought she was beautiful. And I was emceeing a competition down here they used to hold called the Crush Games. And she was competing. So it was at an outdoor arena. It was like a rodeo arena. So I'm telling you, they had like dirt. It was it was rough. It was a cool event, but but like the venue itself was just dirty. And I remember seeing this smoking hot blonde girl in a pair of fresh sevens <laughs> out here dragging a rope in the dirt and i just my soul was crying as i'm seeing these shoes just as a sneakerhead just like moving your mind right just go down the drain little did i know those were her workout pair she had the freshies back at the house yeah, so yeah. she she's always got a backup and then following that the next time i saw her she was climbing a rope in the in the 13 breads <laughs> I guess at that point I knew it was love. I don't know. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, I'm pretty sure I think that's the first person I've ever seen um, rock James during a workout, man. And then I think a lot of people follow suit. So I think she kind of set the trend yeah. as far as like working out Jason. I know I do that now. I work out in cement threes. Right. You know, Ain't that so threes. funny that a, a beautiful blonde girl <laughs> can kind of like set, set the, the trend tone, a little yeah, bit? Man. Ain't that something? And, and like I said, that's why I fell in love with her, man. She's. She's the she's the OG sneakerhead. Yeah, she's up, she's, so, she's brought me up the right way. It's <laughs> right, a beautiful thing, man. So we were talking a little bit off camera, like I said before. Yeah. So we were talking about top three kicks. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's go with the top three kicks. And if you had to wear one pair of sneakers for the rest of your life, what would they be? Oh. All right. So I'm a, I'm gonna kind of sell out on the first one. I'm just gonna go with the the Concours, the 11s. It's just, it's just the shoe, man. Yeah, I wore them in my, I wore them in my wedding. Shoe, they're, they're just, they're just a perfect shoe. Oh, you wore them at the wedding. I wore them at the wedding. You wanna know the best part? So that's been a dream of mine. She had the lows on. Oh, that's beautiful, man. So we went hard. That's brand up, new, fresh. They're both white. I respect that. 
It was cool. Actually, my boys got me a, a brand new pair to wear for my bachelor party. Okay. So that was like the surprise. They gave me a brand new uh, pair of oh, white left. So, got good friends, bro. Oh yeah, I got good. My, my cousin, honestly, is before we get into the top three. My cousin was kind of the original sneakerhead. He was a big MJ. He's a couple years older than me, but he was a big MJ guy. Okay. And so he kind of was the one that first started initiating a little bit of love for the shoes, and he hooped all the time. So he was the one that came up with the idea to give me those uh, 11s. So 11s Concord's number one. Uh, my number two. And it was the first pair of J's I ever got as a kid was the 13s that he got games. The, the red, beautiful shoe, black, white. Oh, it's just in that little bubble. I know people like to kind of, they have different thoughts about the little bubble. But yeah, yeah. It just gave it that little extra touch. Yeah, it gave it that you know? flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, man, I'm just recently adding this one, but I just got a pair of the uh, 10 Seattles. Oh, yeah, and, we'll talk about that. And man, there's just, I don't know, something about those shoes. And Kyrie wears them all the time, yeah, so I'm absolutely. a big I'm a big Celtics fan. So I bought him, and I started. Hey, hold on a second. He's got the same ones on. So how'd you end up becoming a, uh, a Celtics fan? Well, I'm from Nebraska, so we get to pick whoever the hell we want. Exactly. No, <laughs> no professional team uh, out there, right? So um, my grandfather actually was just a big Celtics fan, and so it just kind of was a part of who we are. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And then to be honest. Um, when KG went there, that was when oh, yeah. everything changed, yeah. right? And then, of course, Ray came on as well. Um, we'll talk about Ray here in a second. But, um, no, honestly, it, that was the moment. Because KG was my favorite player. Once he went there, it was a wrap. Yeah. It was a wrap. KG's one of my favorites, too. He's up there. I think he's in my top 10 players of all time. I just like his demeanor and like the, the, the tenacity he brought to the game. Yeah, you know, people people always talk, I've seen tons of interviews and stuff, and people always talk about him banging his head and yelling and talking mm -hmm. trash, but some of the stuff they didn't see is, there's a, an interview back from back in the day when he was with tennis, uh, Minnesota, and I'll never forget it. This dude was breaking down crying because he was losing basketball yeah. games. It had nothing to do with talking trash, being that dude, it was none of that, it was like, he just kept saying, but we're losing, Yeah. but we're losing. And he was like in tears over it. And I just remember being like, yo, that's yeah. that's, that's real right there. He was like, better, absolutely. He didn't care about all the all the fluff. He wanted to win basketball games. And that, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, you gotta respect that, absolutely. So uh, as far as your last question, the one pair I wish I could get my hands on forever is gonna be those Ray Allen 13s. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you that green and white Solid. with the Ray, with the Ray signature on the tongue, Man, it's just, whoo, that's the untouchable pair to me. If I ever got my hands on them, they would never leave. All right, man. I, I mean, I, I, I got to say that's a respectable top three and then a grail kick. I'm going to have to go with that. I think you're the first person to mention like a player PE. Because I don't think that usually people go to like, you know, like a go-to sneaker. Like I've, I've heard the Concord 11. I've heard like, you know, the Jordan 8. No one's ever used the PE. So I think you're, you're, you're going to set the tone with that. I think a lot of guys might start dipping in the back, start looking at PEs. Right. And what's funny about that being a Celtics fan, like, it freaking sucks. It's a Ray Allen shoe. <laughs> right? Like, even though it's like my favorite shoe, and I wish I loved Ray Allen when he was a Celtic, but the way everything ended at the end, yeah, my man. heart just. I know I got a lot of mixed feelings when you know when the big three kind of broke up and then like how that thing dissipated. You know, it happens because it's a business. You know what I'm saying? We all know how that works. But you know what, Ray? You know, Ray was one of the OGs, Jordan guys. You know, yeah, and, and he was always that dude. You know, wettest jump shot ever. I don't care what anybody says. And uh, so I get it. It is. I tell you, is. I had a conversation with Juwan Howard one time. Um, happened to be working in detail, and I was working for Juwan. 
sit down and have a conversation with him. He spoke about Game 7, was it Game 7 or Game 6? Uh, we took Miami Heat and hit that shot in the corner. Jawan was like, dude, I can't even tell you. Everybody was sitting on the, uh, on the sideline with their fingers crossed, and, you know, and he's pretty much leveled out that series. So, I mean, like, like Ray Allen was one of those guys, that whole draft class that Ray Allen came out of it was full of legends, but like, he's always been one of my favorite players because he didn't talk much, he just got the job done, right? And, and then, of course, we got, he got game. That's an iconic movie, I'm a New York guy, you know, that's based on Stephon Mulberry, but I think they picked the right guy to play Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, like, perfect. He, he just went into that role and just fit it perfectly, so. Um, the fact that you mentioned Ray Allen, is a lot about your character. I like that. And, and I like it too because Ray didn't try to turn it into anything. Right? Yeah. He had no agenda with the movie other than just like playing the role. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, he's never he never really did anything after that. Obviously, True, like yeah, yeah. we didn't see him any more movies or nothing like that. And I think that to me that speaks a lot about the role that like it was the perfect role for him. Yep. And and it was a wrap after that. And. I'm, I have no doubt the second Ray Allen let go of that ball, he knew it was going in. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All for those sure. thousands and thousands of shots, he took that shot so many times, he knew. I mean, he, was a, he was a silent assassin, man. I think a lot of people don't give him enough credit. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a, you know, a lot of rings. Yeah. Pretty sure if you Google him and you know, look up his, uh, his stats, he's up there. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, and nobody was shooting like that, right? Like when he was coming up no. a long time ago, they weren't shooting like that. No. But he was. And he then, was the guy. But even before that, he was dunking on people. Yeah, man. Right? I'm, I'm telling you, dude, his first, like, four years in the league, I, he was spectacular, bro. Like, going to the basket, you know, dunking it on dudes. I, I watched a few highlight reels where, you know, he's putting it down on guys. So People would sleep on how athletic he was. And then I know where he's like, oh, oh, you see a oh, dunk? Yeah, sure, man. I was watching him since the UConn days. So, so oh, it's, um, it's cool, man. As far as, like, uh, what do you got next lined up, man? I know you do the whole MC situation. We're down here at Wadapalooza. Yep. Um, so you do your thing out there earlier today. Um, what else you got lined up? Yeah, so for me, you know, it's all about just continuing to, to provide what I can for the community. So, you know, whether it's podcasts like this, hosting events, things like that. I just love the community that's been built and the people that have kind of been brought into my life because of it. So um, my talent right now is, is hosting events mm-hmm. and getting on the mic. And I would love to continue to do that. But also kind of looking at other ways, you know, get involved and, and, and really give people, more people a platform. It's easy for me to say I have a platform because I have a microphone in my hands. But um, with my job, I don't always get to say or do what I feel. You know, mm-hmm. I'm under some direction in a good way. Yeah. And we're, we're there to, to sponsor the event. But, you know, I'd like to see and hear other people's stories because a lot of people we kick it with, you know this, yeah. they have really good stories to tell. Absolutely. And and I would love to, you know, eventually try and figure out what that looks like. And I don't know yet, you know, 2020 may be that year, but um, as of right now, I'm super blessed to be where I'm at. I get a lot of opportunity to travel, hang out with cool people, and uh, I'm good with that for right now. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, I was talking earlier, um, we, we, we both have a friend in common Dex Hopkins, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> is a newfound dad. Shout out to Dex in Maryland for having a baby. Yes, sir. Um, let's just you know, let's dive into a little bit of uh, you know this newfound fatherhood and how you're embracing it and, and what was it like just kind of going through the process of being a dad and you know because I know it's different. It's it's something new, so it's like you know uh, it, it's it's different preparing for a lift, right? It's different yeah. preparing for a competition or a venue, right? But how do you prepare to raise a human being? <laughs> you don't, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> Um, and that's, you know what though, that's the beautiful part about it, bro, is, you know, I'm blessed to have a, an amazing wife that I knew from the second I met her, 
not only because she mothers me, she takes care of me really well, I knew that she was gonna be an amazing mom. And I think that's really the first piece, right? Mm -hmm. And I know Dex found that in Maryland, she's, she's one of a kind as well. And I think that's really the first piece that us as dudes gotta understand, you know, looks, personality, all that's great, but at some point you have to remember that this girl is gonna be the mother of your child. And, and, and that's, that's a lot, man. That's a lot for her to carry, and it's our job as men to help her to help her carry that, right? Absolutely. And um, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand, and, and my wife's a real one, and, and it ain't always pretty, it ain't always perfect. You know, there's there's ups and downs, but I I will never forget the day she came to me um, and said, "Brent, I'm not doing this alone," and and that spoke so much to me um, on a personal level because us as dudes, man, we're, we're selfish. We're self-involved. We wanna we wanna do what we wanna do. Like it's cool to have a kid, but I'm gonna wait till she's maybe a teenager, then I'll kick it with her yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? We wanna wait for the stage we want because that's what we wanna do because we we're yeah. selfish. Well, I tell you what, that baby knows who her dad is on day one. Absolutely. And if daddy ain't around, she's gonna know. She's gonna know. And I remember my wife telling me that. And uh it meant a lot to me and, and ever since that day it flipped the script and and we talked a little bit about the Kobe thing. We don't have to get too much in that. But I tell you what, the real dads are, are what we need right now in this world. And we need dads, whether it's your son, your daughter, it don't matter. They need love. Mm -hmm. They need discipline. They need all that good stuff. And, and I think that it starts with the marriage. It starts with the friendship, with the bond you guys have. Because that's going to eventually pour down into the kids. And I know, and, I, and that's what I love about Dex is... He's he's so outspoken about his love for his wife, yeah. and he and I think I'm on the, I'm on it with him where that wife's always gonna be number one, mm -hmm. and as long as we keep wife number one, we'll take care of anything else that comes along, whether it's kids, anything like that. You know, that's what's ultimately gonna make it work. So fatherhood is awesome. I think the biggest and hardest thing for us to do is stop being selfish, and sometimes it takes a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your wife. Sometimes it takes somebody you don't even know passing away, mm -hmm. but something has to switch in your brain where it's no longer about you. Absolutely, man. Oh, man that was eloquently put. <laughs> I, I can't even- Straight uh, from the heart. <laughs> yeah, man, like, I, I, I couldn't even chime in on that, man, because I think you hit all points. Um, what kind of speeches, yeah. dude? Like, that, was a, that was a really good answer, man. Um, Cause I know we, like I said, we spoke before off, uh, you know, off recording and uh, you know, it kind of resonated in us. As far as like you know, watching you know your child grow up. I mean, I'm not a father, I'm right. a newfound uncle, but you know, I feel like every week, you know, my niece is changing, so I, was, I want to be a part of the process. So like her first baseball game, all I'm definitely gonna be there. And, and um, you know, uh, I was talking to Dex when so Dex sent me a picture of the baby, and I'm like, you know, me and him just going back and forth. He's like, yeah, man, God really showed out on this one, man. Ain't it son? Like, right. I was like, yeah, man. I, I mean, it's a work of art, and uh, you know, you could just you could feel love that this man has for this little baby you know and it's only going to grow as she yeah. gets older man so um i'm actually happy that you shed light on that like you know saying that you know because we both know that so yep. that's just an awesome dude we both know maryland as well so it's like yeah, these yeah. two couldn't be better prepared yeah. you know to bring a, a child into the world and, and nurture them you know what i'm saying so and me and my wife you know we got tattoos same team same dream right that's yeah, beautiful and, and and everybody can say it you can hashtag it you can you know make it make it whatever you want but what I'm telling, I'm telling you, when you have a kid, if you're not on the same team, man, it's it's disaster. And, and 
like I said, I'm blessed to have have a real one, and she's amazing. But going back to, I want to just real quick touch on the dad thing. Yeah. So I grew up with an amazing father. He got, he was a young father, but man, I remember all my football games. He was there. He's just, he's one of my best friends. But I never really thought about it, right? Yeah. Like it was just always just a part of my life. Yeah, it's almost like second nature. And I remember one of my buddies in college saying, "Bro, you don't know how crazy, like how much that means that he's still there for you." Yeah. He's like, "I never had my dad." Yeah. And and I think about that sometimes, and, and you know, it's important regardless of what stage of life you're in and what relationships are broken or not. Investing in our kids' lives and future, they may not realize it. I'm 33. I'm just starting mm -hmm. to realize it. Right? What a big deal that was. Yeah. And I think now that he did that, now I can understand it from a level of me being a dad. Absolutely. Now I can be at every game. Yeah. Now I can drive nine hours to watch my daughter play basketball or yeah. whatever she ends up doing, right? Mm -hmm. And it won't even, it's not even a thought. It's just what we do. It's just what we do, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway. That's a beautiful thing, man. Um, I think I think we got it, man. I think we uh, I think we locked it down. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, I appreciate you stepping out for kicks things and coffee, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, man. And, that was a lot uh, of fun. Thank uh, you. As soon as it gets tuned up, I'll let you know, my brother. All right, this is Jay, Jumpman Jay, for the Kicks, Kings, and Coffee podcast. I am here with the Coffee Studio, the head boss lady at Chesty. Um, <laughs> so we're down here. Obviously, it's a hectic weekend. Um, we spoke a little bit prior to uh, recording, and um, you mentioned that a lot of blues is where you got your start. So let's start our interview with that. Okay, let's do it. First, I just want to say thank you for pronouncing my last name properly. I've worked very hard on trying to get that right. <laughs> I don't know how many times you had to re practice that, but <laughs> up top of that, thank you. Yeah, so what's really interesting about my history with Wadapalooza mm -hmm. is that, of course, we're in our ninth year of Wadapalooza. I came up with a concept for Chesty competing while I was competing because I used to be a very active CrossFit athlete before I started doing okay. Olympic weightlifting. Um, so I was competing here uh, and it, this has come a long way, right? The event, yes. what it looks like today is absolutely not what it used to look like. We actually pushed sleds around the fountain area. Really? There wasn't even a tent there, Jay. Oh <laughs> like, like and, and honestly, and this will be the perfect example of how small it is for you to understand. Mm -hmm. It was just myself and Talena Fortunato in the Road to the Games category oh division. So wow. they put us with the men because Guido didn't want to have to run an entire heat okay. with just two girls, two girls which yeah. actually makes total sense. Yeah. For me, I was just happy to be there, but Talena's like, well, hang on a second. How, <laughs> how's the scoring going to work? Because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, she was looking to win. Okay. So anyway, um, there was a workout. It was a 20-minute wrap of it, it included shoulder to overhead okay. where you had to take the bar from the rack and then it, it was body weight for me it was 145 pounds at the time that's what I weighed I weigh more now but, <laughs> <laughs> but the bars were sitting outside in the sun Bayfront Park very yeah, hot very not hot. to mention the brand new and you know how that knurling is like a yeah. cheese grater and it just tears yeah, you up tore me up so in the middle I did like a few reps and as soon as I realized I'm going to start bleeding, I took my shirt off and I stuffed it into the straps of my sports bra. Yeah. And literally in that moment, I was like, oh, this could be a thing. I think Absolutely. I need to like make this. Yeah. 
Yes. You know when they say the light bulb went off? It was yep. very much that moment for me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just did it because I needed like something to be a barricade between the barbell and my skin mm -hmm. for the next 18 minutes of this workout. But the following Monday, I went into the gym, took a pair of knee sleeves that mm -hmm. you use for squatting. Absolutely. I cut them in half and I sewed them into a rush guard that people use for yeah. surfing because yeah. it was tight. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Front squats have never felt this good, mm -hmm. but this thing is ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from there, I just started, in terms of conceptualizing, I just started working with seamstresses and anyone who would talk to me to help me make samples. Okay. And I tried to make samples that, you know, worked for a couple of years. So how long was that process as far as like working with the seamstresses and trying to figure out, a, I guess, a streamlined method to make your chest be not only functional, but like beautiful and sexy for the ladies? Yes, well, it was not streamlined <laughs> at all. Um, the process took about two and a half, three years. Yeah, okay. and I'm really, really blessed that my life path was already decided for me in terms of like, I'm just living my life. You can't really like do anything to change it if you just accept what the universe has put out here for oh you. Um, I love the universe talks to well, I'm just on this path, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized now, but I didn't realize then when I was in it, that all the people that I met while I was working for Bloomingdale's at the time, I was the public relations director in the okay. Southeast market. All, right. all those people and all those experiences and all those things I had to do have prepared me for this. So my lead designer today for Chesty, yeah. I met while producing fashion shows for Bloomingdale's. Oh my God, okay, yeah. all right. It's been super cool. It's funny how the universe works like that. It kind of works its way figures itself out so it's like uh, right. you know you were in one field and obviously you know this this was a hobby right and then totally and then now yeah. it's like the main thing that you do right correct yeah and that was a really big step too i quit my full-time job for Bloomingdale's in the pr department mm -hmm. in 2014. okay i thought i had enough money saved up to mm -hmm. last me about a year and a half yeah turns out i ran out of money in 33 months six, Three months, 90 days. Oh Ran out of money. Yeah. And so, so did the panic set in? Oh, the panic set in pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So then I had to go back, take another job, because they'd already filled my position at Bloomingdale's. Okay. So I had to go get another job, <laughs> which was not ideal. And I just, I was just slanging in chesties like weekends, every night. I oh, so it was like pure grind at that point, right? Just let's go the chassis in the back of the truck and let's get after it. And I didn't even have a truck back then. I had a tiny two-door Volvo C30 oh my God. <laughs> wow. with like one tiny little table cover. And I would call every gym in South Florida and be like, hey, I'm Nicole, this is what I do. Can I come in on a day that you do cleans or front squats? I'd love to show my product to your members. For me, it's like kind of a foreign concept because like chest is like the standard like well, thank you everywhere for saying that. everywhere I go if I'm if I'm at a competition or I go I just drop in at a box I cannot tell you how many times I walk in I just see chesties all over the place. That makes so, me so happy. I think it's a it's a beautiful thing you you know you, you went through that whole process and it's led to this. Yes. So, I mean I can't think of anything else other than chesties and female apparel and the fact that it provides um you know it's it's function but it's also like it's so awesome that we, it's a perfect blend of function and fashion mm -hmm. and what makes this unique and I actually love tough questions like that because it isn't actually a tough question to answer. Um, people always say, well, what makes you different and what, what makes your sports bra different? I mean, mm -hmm. We just go all in on the, well, first of all, to start it off with, we're the only patented sports bra that protects your collarbone. Hey. We, we're the only one in existence. So 
if you wanted to start from like really like top level, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> from yeah. the top level, innovative and also legal perspective, like that's it. Mm. But also, you know, people will see a chesty and they'll from afar, not even knowing that it has padding in it, and they'll be like, "That's a chesty print." Yeah, yeah. Because we're known for our bright, bold patterns. Absolutely, that, that's yeah. that's the one thing I do recognize. Yeah. The pattern. Yeah. So you just had a new. Um, Chesty release, right? Yesterday? Yes, we did with um, Kelsey Keel. Yes. She's, she's a, little bit about a that. super awesome athlete to work with. Absolutely. Yeah, and so she, I love the process of working with athletes mm -hmm. because it kind of, they're not designers, and actually, traditionally, neither am I, but I learned over the years. Yeah. Because we're, we're in our sixth year now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, so it's fun working with athletes, and with Kelsey specifically, that girl lifts a lot of weight. Yes, she does. She's <laughs> so a phenomenal she needed, athlete. She's a phenomenal athlete. So she needed something with the maximum amount of collarbone protection, mm -hmm. but also wanted a lot of design elements okay. that some of the other athletes that we work with weren't very specific about. For example, she knew she wanted a lot of straps in the back. Okay. She knew she wanted color blocking. Okay. And she knew she wanted to create this kind of like, she said, X appeal. She wanted to feel like a superwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can kind of see that okay. in the designs that we put out. All right. Um, and what we did for Wadapalooza, for the attendees that are here and the spectators, we did a pre-release. So if you were in Miami this weekend for Wadapalooza, yeah. you could come to the Chesty booth, you could meet Kelsey and purchase one of her bras, okay. one of her chesties. Awesome. Um, we'll release it next week for the general public, general public but right. yeah, that's been really that's fun. Just a little bit of an incentive to be in Wadapalooza. That she's actually meet Kelsey and yeah. get the exclusive. Yeah, okay. and she's she's super cool to work with. But honestly, everyone in this community that we get to work with, they're they're amazing. I can't tell you how many people are like, I just want to shake your hand and say thank you, and that really means a lot to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I it does. You guys feel it because the love is clear and evident, especially here. That you yeah, guys are kind of like the hometown hero, so to speak, right? Well, I don't know about hero, but we do have home, <laughs> we have home court advantage. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, and it really means a lot to me that we're able to show up mm -hmm. in a big way in Miami yeah. because it's like if you, I live, we live one hour north of here mm -hmm. and you just met my brother yeah. he's my business partner okay. he's been deployed for 11 months prior he's he's a marine and um, now that I have him back it's really important that he's taking over the admin part of it mm -hmm. um, and that we're that I can get back into more of like a marketing creative role okay. and so one of the things that was really important to me this year with Wadapalooza was that we can correct yes. and I feel like we really accomplished that in a big way there's a sea of chesties out there. Um, yeah, it's been great. There is a sea of chesties out there. <laughs> um, and the shorties, which we have to get you in. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Get myself a pair of those. Yeah. You know, get the knee cleavage shown. So, um, Sun's out, thighs out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Sky's out, thighs out. Let's talk a little bit about family. So you say you yeah. your business partner. Um, it's just you and your brother? It's just me and my brother okay. running the business. Um, we are not even partners because I started it, but he bought into the business. Okay. And we were really proud of the fact that it's wholly owned and that we have the ability to bring on an investor in the future if okay. we want or yeah. not. Okay. And um, and it's really, you know, it's a unique position to be in because a lot of other companies in the space, they're heavily funded by outside sources. Yes. And this is just me and my brother oh, doing it. But, but with that, you get a lot of that homegrown feeling in what we do. And everyone, it's funny because I talked to someone yesterday and he said, I for sure thought you had like an HQ somewhere, 40 employees. That's what a lot of people think, yeah. That's what a lot of people think. Jay, we're, we're sending chesties out out of my house. 
out of my condo in Boynton Beach, Florida. <laughs> like, and a part of the process. Yeah, and it's cool that people think that. But what's also really great for us is we're small, we're nimble, and if we need to make changes on orders, we can be very responsive. We have a really small team. I think I introduced you to Jen yesterday. She runs yes. our customer care, okay. customer service. She's on it. She's awesome. She's on it. Jessie, um, we call her Jessie from Chesty because <laughs> <laughs> she's actually here working at the Ramwad booth. Okay. So um, she's not on the sales side. So we were like, go have fun with Ramwad, do it because like everyone knows you for that, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I don't know if that's mine. No, that's not mine. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. No, yeah, no, no worries. No worries. <laughs> we're just like real time doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but being a family business makes it really special for me because this is something that my brother and I can kind of, like, I don't want to sound cheesy or, like, bigger than we are mm-hmm. now, but we're, we feel that this is, like, we're building a legacy, we're building a name for our family. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, a family legacy, keeping it within the family. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. our mom's here today. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you'll meet her at the booth. She's in a bright pink shirt. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. It. This is, our, our dad's very proud of us. Uh, so it's just it's just you two as far as siblings. It's, oh. a, it's just the two of us. Okay, awesome. It, right. Probably, if I had to guess, if we had another sibling, he or she would probably be doing this too. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> we're very close. I mean, it's really strange, but my brother and I have not even ever like argued. Really? Yeah, it's very weird. Oh my god! And is he older or younger? He's younger. He's younger. Okay. He's two and a half years and younger you guys than have me. Never argued. Not once. Wow, it's so thing. strange. He definitely takes the role of big brother, though, mm-hmm. for sure. He's more, way more responsible, way more mature, yeah. way more, I think, emotionally developed. He's got a family. He's got me Nugget, my yeah. niece Nugget. Oh, I see her all the time on your Instagram. She's the best. Um, and I, 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 one of the things I love about you is that you're very family-oriented. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, it comes with being Italian, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do, like, Sunday dinners and so on? If we don't, we're, like, in trouble. There you go. Yeah, we go to our mom's house. She's she's like, here's the basket for your cell phones. Put them down. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's one of the uh, things that I noticed about you. You always have, like, a decent Instagram. You're a very personable person. Thank you. Um, and, like, you're, uh, your genuine soul kind of comes through your Instagram. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for that, for you know, sharing that with the uh, with the world, so to speak. Um, well, it's hard, you know, with Instagram and with any social media platform because, to be honest, I'm kind of private in certain aspects. Like, I mean, also being a single woman, you don't want to put so much out there with people mm-hmm. where you can put yourself in a dangerous situation. Yes. And yes. even, like, with my timestamps and geostamps, like, unless I'm with my brother or with, some, with a group of people and feel protected, I won't even geotag places until I'm, like, two days out of the area. Yeah, yeah. Just, and you're a police officer, so you probably understand that element of, like, feeling protected. Yeah, so... So it's hard when you consider like what to put on social media or what not to, but you know, I mean, I I feel really good about what I stand for. And so the things that I put on there are things that I'm like, no, I feel really, really strongly about this. And Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to challenge it, fine, but I'm not changing my mind about it. Genuine as you could be, right? And I'm like super girl gang, <laughs> too. That too, yes. I have no problem with men. I, love, I, I don't like, I'm like not a man hater, but I'm also like, let's celebrate women. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, think Chessie does it, in, um, it embodies the empowerment of women. Totally. Women. And we try to, and not just like one type of woman, right? Like every, women of, yes. yeah, every type. We're very inclusive and we've been called out before for not being, and we're like, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like we do need to offer bigger sizes. 
and we do need to offer this in other countries, and we do need to offer this for other types of athletes, and we are very responsive about it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you guys who don't know, right now she has the Travis Scott ones on with the pink laces. That's right, um, all color-coordinated with my yes. purple rain chesty. See, there you go. Um, so let's get into the sneaker talk. Oh, um, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about the jaywalking. And, um, <laughs> okay. So uh, that's how I pretty much found you. Uh, I know that is how we got connected. Yeah, you know, I, like, shoes. I, I, you know, I, I knew about Chesty, but I didn't know like you were the, the boss lady behind Chesty. So like, <laughs> then I started seeing sneakers, and then you know, you're yeah. rocking, you know, you got Travis Scott ones, you got uh, some, some Jordan threes. So let's. Uh, the I the threes are my. I love the threes. I love the GTHs. Okay. I didn't bring the cements down here, but mm-hmm. the Tinker cements. But I'm gonna show you what a nerd I am. That, I mean, obviously I'm in fashion, but so you know how in, in the iPhone you can like separate albums? Mm-hmm. I literally planned out my wardrobe based on the shoes. Wow. Oh, so you're like me. <laughs> I feel my, my, my uh, outfits on the ground up. 100%. Yeah, ground although up. I did have to consider the chesties that I wanted to showcase. Absolutely. So I'm going to take you through my Wadapalooza wardrobe okay. by shoes only. Okay. Okay. So this was Thursday, day one. Mm. These are the threes. Yes. <laughs> I love the white and with the orange and royal blue pop. This may have been my favorite. Okay, I want to tell you, I love those fours. I love those fours. I love those fours. So they, this was Friday of Wadapalooza. They are the red flyknit fours. And they're, I wear a lot of the men's shoes. Yes. People are always like, oh, I didn't see that on the women's side. I'm like, well, because you're on the women's yeah. side. <laughs> Um, these were great. This was yesterday. Yes, I saw those yesterday on you. Yes. So, what's interesting about the Vogue jump, jump, well, there are ones. I was going to say jump man because I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> about, the, about the Vogue is that I was in France for the French Throwdown. Okay. It ha- this was two years ago. And it happened to be the same weekend of Paris Fashion Week. Okay. So, a girl that I grew up with who used to intern for me when I was in public relations, yes. is now vice president of communication for Jordan Brands. Oh I freaking see on her story on Instagram that she's in Paris. And I'm like, Kim, dude, I'm in Paris too. Mm-hmm. So she says, meet up with me. She literally gifts me with these shoes. Oh <laughs> see, I love sneaker stories like I that. love it. Because like, I always tell people. You can't buy, you couldn't buy these at the time. Exactly. You need to, so like, being a sneakerhead, you have to build relations. Exactly. Not, and it always comes in handy when stuff like that happens. That's right. It's by the grace of God, having to be in, you know, be in France, you know, that releases <laughs> and then she's there and gives you with those sneakers. So that's like a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I love that. It's crazy. I love that. And these are my, uh, so these are the sixes. Oh, yeah, the denims. the denims. Denim yeah. sixes, yes. I love that little pop of like, the, the reflector. Yeah, yeah. The so that's pretty it. nice. And then, of course, we have the, I saved the best for last. I think. Travis Scott ones. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. ask, um, I always ask uh, people this. So if you had top a top three pair of sneakers, right? No. What would be your top three? And oh, no. what would be your holy grail of sneakers? So if, if there's any sneaker you could have in the world, what would it be? So let's start with the top three. Okay. And then we're going to do uh, the holy grail for the holy this is so hard. It is always tough when I cut it down to three. Most people can do five, but three is very tough because there's so much to choose from. And then people start prioritizing. Like, all right, well, I wanted this when I was a kid. And, you know, so you kind of go through the steps. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when I was a kid, I really, really wanted the Jordans when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, they sold out right away, so I settled for Pippins. Oh, hey, listen. And that's still a great sneaker. And it was a great sneaker. It's still a great sneaker. <laughs> 
but I've always, I think that since I was probably like a basketball player in middle school, I've been a Jordan girl. So um, my top three, I'll start with three, the third. Um, I love my, I have the JTH, uh, kind of like the man in the woods, the threes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. suede ones. Yes. I love those. Solid pick. Those are good. Um, I would say top two, um, might be these. I like these a lot. I love the trucks. Yeah. So that's two. Um, number one, I actually have them here, but I'm not wearing them right now. They're, they're the ones, the black, red, and white with the red sole. Yes. Those, those were very hard to get. Those were very, very hard to get. Yeah, and I have them from my girl Kim. <laughs> I was going to say, you must have had a connection to get yeah, those. You have to. Yeah. Not, uh, easy to get. Yeah, and so I'm going to go out there and just say for Holy Grail, I'm a creative person, right? I'm a designer. My Holy Grail doesn't exist yet. My Holy Grail is a, is a Jordan 1 that's all metallic blue. So if you're listening out there, Nike, Get on it. Jordan. She just gave you a gem. And you're welcome for that. <laughs> that is a that is a actually that's an awesome concept. It would be sick. Like a royal blue metallic, the whole thing. I really been eyeing the uh, Christian Dior ones. Those are gorgeous. Those are <laughs> like if I if I had it, I would totally one thousand percent get those. Because yeah. that is like I think that's a because it's what it's like couture meets streets. Totally. I, that's I, exactly I'm right. Just all about it. That's exactly um, when I right. saw them, I almost fell in love. So <laughs> let me stay off the internet because I might end up buying these things and spending a whole check. You know, that's definitely not good. Here's what I like about you and our kind of like group of you know jaywalking squad mm -hmm. people is that most people in the group they wear it. They don't just leave yeah, it in a box. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, thank yeah. you. You know, and and it's so funny because one of my friends was watching my story and he's like, you do not take the vogues out of the box. And I'm like. Bro, you have one life. Yeah, you, you gotta have one live life. It. I'm like, you gotta live it. You gotta wear it. <laughs> I love, I love that. And I love that you wear all of yours. You do wear a lot of 11s, which I don't have a lot of. I love 11s. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. was a childhood sneaker for me. So yeah, uh, I get like, that. I wasn't able to get them when I had a chance to. So when they started re-releasing, I was already working. I was doing things. So uh, yeah, I just went crazy and bought every 11 possible. <laughs> so a lot of my closet consist of 11s. That's awesome. Um, cool. So. so uh, the last thing I want to get into is what is up next for Chesty? What do you guys have, um, you know, lined up? Obviously, I know there's some events coming up, some yeah. those events, but like for the long haul, business-wise. Yeah, let's just do like the 10,000 foot view, right? Yeah. So starting um, at the top, my ultimate goal is to sell the company and to be acquired. Yes. I would love, you know, we, we own multiple patents in multiple countries, mm. um, and not not just the easy ones to get. Like we have multiple design patents that we we own the utility patent on collarbone protection in a garment, and it's not just a sports bra; yeah. it's uh, for men too. We, we can make a shirt. So there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of avenues we can go with that. Okay. And we are talking to some pretty like critically important athletes about how we would roll that out in the end. But you know, Nike and Under Armour, that type of brand would be an ideal partner uh, for us. And I would love to stay on as like creative director for a couple years, just nurture that relationship. Because I, what you know and see, what they would hopefully realize is that this brand has been entirely based on relationships. People when they buy Chesty are just as much buying it from the brand as they are from me. Yeah. And I would want to a partner that acquires it to understand and respect that. So 
Yeah, so that's, that's the 10,000 foot view. Okay. And as far as what's next for us, uh, in, t in 2020, we're rolling out our collegiate line, which is really, really exciting. That's huge. It's huge because yeah. there are so many female athletes who benefit from our gear. Mm -hmm. They're already training in it. Okay. So we're, we're doing custom gear for them and for their specific sports, which is amazing. I'm very excited about that. Um, beyond that, you know, it's funny because people used to come up to us and say, oh, Chesty, is that for big boobs? <laughs> and, <laughs> and enough of that happened for us to be like, dude, like we should make them for big boobs. Yeah. So we're coming out with Chesty X. Whoa, okay, That's beautiful. big stuff. That's so Chesty right. X is extra volume, extra support, and extra coverage for groups who have extra hey. up top. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Then we're working on a Juniors line and a Chesty Mama line. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, man, I was, <laughs> I was talking to Dex, who's a friend of the show. Of course, of course. Of course. Um, he's a newfound dad. Yes. And, uh, so Just like Chesty this Mama weekend. Maryland. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Maryland so Maryland's going to be need those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to get those two on the show as well. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, so yeah. That would be great. I think I want to do like a CrossFit couples thing. So I'm going to do Brenton Nicole. and Nicole. And I think yep. I'm going to do. Um, Jackson, you got oh I've got someone for you here. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Thomas. Okay. And, and his hopefully fiance soon, Rob, step <laughs> it up. And Tara. They run CrossFit Hype in Boca Raton. Okay. They came through with like a big presence awesome. at Guadalpalooza this year. They're awesome. they're definitely a power couple. They're competing together here on the team. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like thing. that. <laughs> oh, all right. So, so. I think I think we got it. Okay, um, good. Uh, uh, I thank you for coming out. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate and, uh, you. Yeah. Thanks Next again. time we're gonna do this in New York. Yeah, we'll do it in New York. Yeah, so we'll for sure. New, we'll get the whole gang. Yes. Um, and we'll do it the, the proper way. We'll have some um, some visual. Um, we'll you know have a nice setting, have some coffee. And we'll do it nice. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely take you up on that coffee. Thank awesome. you. <laughs>